Coming up on this week's show, we take a look back at Birmingham's 1-0 defeat to Liverpool with reaction from Jess Carter and manager Mark Skinner. We also chat to Lucy Quinn on her time at Birmingham so far. All of this and more on today's podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the only dedicated Birmingham City Ladies podcast, Great Since 68, brought to you as always by damsandparkdames.co.uk. I'm Craig Hadley and I'm joined as always by Chris Pugh. How have you been this week, Chris? Yeah, getting better, thanks Craig, not too bad. Okay, we start this week's episode looking back at the Liverpool game. Neve Charles scored the winner in the first half after a ball from the back from Gemma Bonner, the captain of Liverpool, beating Hannah Hampton, who was starting in goal for the second game in a row after the Doncaster game. Charlie Wellings then missed a chance for Blues with a, a good pass from Frida Isi, and she lobbed the keeper, Siobhan Chamberlain, but unfortunately it went past the post. Isi then went close in the second half, hitting the bar from close range. I spoke to Jess Carter, who captained the Birmingham side against Liverpool, for her thoughts on the game. It's a real honour to captain the team. It's a great bunch of girls, so to be able to lead them out is a great honour and it's a great opportunity for me. I know that obviously it's disappointing why our captain's out, but it gives the opportunity to others like myself and Aoife to really uh, step up and, and try and be that leader that the girls look up to. It was a game with few great chances. They took their goal well and Charlie unfortunately didn't take the shots yet. Uh, what did you think of the game overall? I think it was an alright game. I think we showed uh, Bowles good possession and good control of the game. We tried to mix up our game between like going long and playing short and they were clinical with their one chance they had. Could have maybe grabbed the one or two others but they took their opportunity and that's what we need to get better at doing. I also spoke to manager Mark Skinner. Once again, a disappointing defeat, Mark. Decent performance. It was a game of very few chances, but obviously they took theirs and we didn't today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree. I think we created more than they did. I think they only created on the counter-attack. But when you're chasing a game, they're going to have counter-attacking opportunities. They're fast. It's a massive pitch. On a smaller pitch, they might not get those chances. I think we were the, the dominant team. And we've got to make sure that we twist it over. I've put it, you know what? I'm going to put it back on the players. The players have to take ownership for these games. We set them up, they knew everything. The game plan was perfect. One mistake, one goal. They make mistakes, we don't punish them. My forwards are great. They've got to be better than that. They have to be better than that. I don't want to stand in front of anybody and say, another good performance, not a result. They've got to grow up, can't protect them forever, but they've got everything in a locker to do it. In training, they're good enough, but they've just got to turn another 10% on, and some team's are going to get battered from that. In terms of the midfield, we were quite good in winning the ball back. Hayley Ladd, I thought, had a good game today, as well as uh, Abby in the midfield. Both were put in there to do that job. Hayley reads the game very well. She plays where she needs to play. She picks up second pieces, but distributes very well. Abby Lee's exactly the same technical player, can mix it. And we got that right today. We got it right against Manchester City. We didn't get it right against Everton. I learn more about my team every day. They're disappointed again. I know my forwards, I looked in their eyes. They're disappointed with the fact they've not taken chances today. We've got to be better at that. But there's some great standout performances at the back. Aoife and Meg were great and Jess was great in that position. But you've got to turn that into results. And they're going to do that. They're going to do that 100%. With a three-week break between the next game against Man City, are you looking to play a few friendlies or are you just looking to get back on the training ground and work on different things? Both. Hopefully we'll get an opportunity to get a friendly in. It's got to be the right opposition. It's got to be somebody that will test us like Manchester City will test us because we've got to go and get a result. We know that. I don't know if it will be behind closed doors yet or not, but we're just trying to confirm the right opposition. Once we do that, I'm sure we'll, we'll let people know. Bella Linden came on again today. Is she getting close to getting more game time? Potentially, yeah, but I thought Frida did well today. She's yeah. a little time she doesn't release the ball quickly enough and recognise opportunities when she's created them. But I thought she did great, and Bella's a great player. She's going to take time, but we'll see where she's at. 
And Katrin Berger was out again today. Will she be back for the Man City games? I'd hope so, yeah, yeah. She's obviously took a few heavy falls in, in the last few games and we wanted to protect her. It's great to see, you know, it's great to see our kids as well. People should celebrate that, I think. But, yeah, we're hoping that Anne will be back. Just didn't want to risk her today. You mentioned the young goalkeepers coming through who had a Hampton play today again yeah. after playing against Doncaster. Yeah. There wasn't really much more she can do with the goal, ball straight over the top, but she did her best to close it down. Yeah. How have you rated her performances in the last two games? I thought she's done very well, but if you look at it again, what has she had to do in this game? And we're now looking at that upper echelon. You know, I often hear top teams talk about how top goalkeepers will only do three or four actions in the game and can they make those right? And she'll have to learn that. In the Birmingham team, they want to dominate the ball. I've been really pleased with that. I'm really pleased with them in training, but I have to keep working hard because friends right on her shoulder as well chris some strong words from mark there what did you think about what he had to say yeah i think it's disappointing for him um as well as the fans as well that you know he can he can see that the improvement in the play is there and that the ability is there for all to see but the results aren't aren't following unfortunately and it must be frustrating. You know, we go to Liverpool and, and play really well um, and we haven't got the result that we deserve. The same can be said for a, a number of games this season like that. So I think it's just a little bit of frustration kicking in, you know, and the work is has got to be on, on the finishing now that the results turn and we get the results we deserve from the play that we're doing. As demonstrated by the briefest of highlights packages on the women's football show on Sunday, it was a game of very few chances. But at this level, you just have to take them, Chris. That's the difference. And whether you're having a, what some people deem as a good season like Reading or what some people deem as disappointing in the position we're in, like you say, it's, it is about taking those chances. We're, for as long as I've been a Blues Ladies fan, we've never been uh, the kind of team to, to rip through teams. The way we're trying to play is, is improving, but at the moment it's very, very tight in this division and it's proving that if you take your chances, then you go flying up the table and unfortunately for us, like you say, Charlie's chance, which was pretty much a carbon copy of, of Neve Charles's chance, Neve Charles puts hers away and unfortunately Charlie puts hers wide of the post and I was thinking back and it is really, there wasn't a lot on the women's football show. With the exception of Frieda's chance they hit the bar, clear-cut chances where we've actually made the keeper work, there wasn't many of them. There wasn't many for either team, Chris, to be fair. Liverpool took their chance and they yeah, got the points. Yeah. yeah. Elsewhere this past weekend, the other eight WSL1 clubs were all in action. Everton picked up their first victory of the season over Yeovil Town, with Courtney Sweetman-Kirk once again on the score sheet in a 2-0 victory. Then on Sunday, Arsenal beat Sunderland 3-0 with goals from Louise Quinn, Vivian Midemar and Jordan Nobbs. For a team that is historically one known for its passing game, it is certainly strange, Chris, to see them scoring uh, solely from set pieces. Yeah, it is unusual. Um, but however, if you've got Jordan Nobbs on the pitch, then then the set piece delivery will be strong. You know, and she, uh, free kick was very good. And I think the other two were from her corners and, as well. So... With Miedemar up front as well, very tall centre forward. That option is there for them. They've, they've got that ability to, to play teams off the park, but they've also got strength from set pieces with knobs taking them as well. Meanwhile, at Adams Park, Chelsea dropped points for the first time this season in a 2-2 draw against Reading. Three former Blues players are on the score sheet with Remy Allen, Karen Carney and Enia Luko all finding the net. I managed to catch the closing stages of that one live and I thought Reading looked fantastic and very well could have beaten Chelsea. What do you think, Chris? They certainly had their chances. We played them at Reading this season and got the same result as Chelsea. 
so I don't know whether that says what that says about us and where we are in in terms of our development. But you know, I think I think Chelsea will have will have been looking at that maybe with one eye on the Champions League. But it's difficult to accuse them of that the way that they've played this season. I mean, you'd have thought once they went two one up that they'd have the mental and physical strength to to hold on and, and get the three points. But another set piece at the end and. And it's caused problems and Lindahl, I think, will be a bit disappointed in both goals. But it's certainly the second one. She seems to have watched it go go into the corner. But yeah, f- fair play Reading. I'm, I'm sure Chelsea will be will be raring to go in their next game to, to get back in, in winning ways. With the league leaders slipping up, Manchester City took full advantage to go top with a 4-0 victory over Bristol City. You gave the Bristol defence a bit of stick a few weeks ago, but I, I can't blame them too much this week. City look great. Like Chelsea, I think if they play well and, and when they're flying, when they're firing, they're difficult to stop. Ironically, it was Emsley. I think I think she came from Bristol. They got her from Bristol, so you know she's looking a, a really bright talent. And obviously, they got they got goals from all over the pitch. It's always very difficult to stop Man City from scoring, and Bristol couldn't do it at the weekend. No, every goal was like right in the corner, and uh, yeah. poor Sophie Bagley had no chance with any of them. And no, it was, no. It was fa- she must be very oh. frustrated. You know, she's gone there to obviously she's gone there to play games, but she wants to she wants to impress and she wants to do well. But unfortunately, like you say, sometimes the defense isn't helping her out, but other times it's just clinical finishing from sides like City. Yeah, I mean, she went she went the right way for that penalty, and and the other ones she just just couldn't get couldn't get a yeah, good on no, it, even though she yeah. was at full stretch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But again, that's that's the difference, you know. Like you say, with the with the clinical finishing, um, and that's what we need to improve on it if we if we're going to boost up the league. It's time for our loan watch segment. But having gone over Bristol's defeat, we'll, we'll move swiftly on to the clash of the Birmingham Loneys this Oof. week. Coral Jade Haynes's Tottenham Hotspur took on Chloe Peplow's Doncaster Bells in a WSL 2 clash this past Sunday. Coral started the match in midfield and thought she had set up Sarah Wilshire for the opening goal, but for an offside decision ruling it out. Chloe then came on after 76 minutes for Doncaster and Peplow's quick ball to release Kirsty Hansen down the left wing led to a goal minutes later. Coral did not have much chance to face Chloe in the midfield tussle as she was replaced by Lauren Pickett five minutes after Peplo came on. Doncaster went on to win 4-1. It's a shame they didn't get much more time to face each other, Chris. A bit of friendly rivalry never hurt anyone. No, that's it. And it would have been, like you say, ideally for Blues, both of them would have started the game. But it's good to see Coral starting. You mentioned about her her setting at Wilshire. I thought that would be a, a really productive partnership, actually, in WSL 2 because both of those players are very good on the ball, very skillful, and have got an eye for goal. With Peplo coming on with with about 15 minutes to go and 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 starting a move to set up a goal, it's good to see that she can come on and and make an impact, you know, in the game. And and obviously Coral playing predominant amount of the game as well is is definitely good for Blues. Indeed, it is, Chris. The news now, and there is only one place to start this week. The deadline for clubs to apply for a place in the top flight of WSL next year for clubs currently playing in the top two divisions was last Friday. A source at Birmingham has told me that we have applied, so no worries there. There are several sad stories to come out though, however, with Watford ladies destined for the third tier and amateur football next season. It was discovered that the players and staff at the club only found out about this 40 minutes before the media did. It's frankly disgusting, Chris, right? Yeah, I think so. Unfortunately, the, the procedure that the FA route that they're going down, there there are going to be casualties. And 
I think there was a, a bit of debate about whether they'd actually start the season. Watford had a bit of difficulty over the summer, but they're another team that have have contributed a lot to the women's game in the last five years, and and it is very very sad to see them these players that have have contributed to the WSL and the growth of women's football, and and they're being treated really really shabbily, you know, and. To be told 40 minutes before the announcement goes out is very, very bad. And, and it's no surprise that then a couple of the players come out and and tweet their disdain about it. You know, you can't be surprised when things like that happen, when you treat them like that. No, exactly. I, uh, I read an interesting piece by a Watford lady supporter and a fellow podcaster, Kieran Tavum about the situation at Watford. Uh, I will include a link to that in, on the article on the podcast show notes on the website. We will try to end on a positive note, though, and that is of news that Yeovil Town have applied for a WSL1 licence despite not reaching their crowdfunding goal earlier this month. The club raised £1,941 towards their goal of turning professional next season. Yeovil have said essentially that the ball is now in the FA's court now, and they hope for the top-flight football again next season. I spoke to former Yeovil player and current Birmingham City winger Lucy Quinn about her former club. With the FA restructure coming in next season, your former club Yeovil Town announced yesterday that they're applying for a WSL1 licence. Tell us a little about your experiences at Yeovil and do you have any words of support for them going forward? I've loved my time at the club. They believed in me and they gave me a chance in the Super League and I can't tell you how good of a club it is behind closed doors. So yeah, all the best to them. I honestly think they deserve to be in the league with their hard work and what they do in the community. Despite the defeat a couple of weeks ago against uh, Man City, did you enjoy the battle against Demi Stokes in England International? <laughs> I did, yeah. For me, that's always like a bit of a personal lift. You know, when I think, do you know what, I've, I've done all right there. I'm not going to deny that she got the better of me a couple of times. But other than that, I think it was a, a fairly even match and I learned so much from situations like that. So, yeah, I loved it. Why have you thought of working under Mark Skinner since you came to the club? I love being here. I've literally learned so much in the time that I've been here and I, I can't wait to learn more. I like the way he manages the girls, he runs the club, you know, how he coaches. So, yeah, probably one of the one of the best things that's happened for me for my football career in terms of my development. How has it been for you since you joined Birmingham? Have you settled in well? The girls have been great, honestly. They made me feel welcome straight away. Obviously, I was lucky enough to sign with another player in Hayley Ladd and we lived together in the house and, yeah, she's made my time here a laugh so far and we're really enjoying it. Finally, for our listeners, what is something about you that others might not know? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you've put me on the spot there, if I'm honest. A lot of people don't know that I play beach soccer, but I actually play as a goalkeeper, which is quite bizarre as I'm a forward on, on grass. Did you get any chance to play any beach football while you are on holiday, Chris? No, not really, no. Um, didn't get the chance for that. It was uh, more of a lounging around holiday, yeah. Not much exertion. It's, a, it's it's an entirely different game with the lack of any bounce on the ball. I played uh, a while back in uh, Greece, and I believe, uh, and I was pretty awful. <laughs> I was pretty awful at it, obviously. Yeah, it's, you, um, you, you've got to have a lot of technical ability for that, I think. In other news this week, former Blues striker Ellie Brazil scored her first Champions League goal this past week against Wolfsburg. Really good to see her doing well in Italy, Chris. She's a really, really exciting player. It was sad to see her go, but... You know, when, when she can turn around and say at the age of 19, I think she still is, that, that she scored a Champions League goal against Wolfsburg, you know, and she's living and playing in Italy. It's, it's fantastic for her career. It's fantastic for her development. And, you know, I'm, I've no doubt that she'll, if she does come back to England at some point, she'll come back a, a much better and much better player and, and an all-rounded person, you know. Just ask Paige, Paige Williams about the benefits of moving abroad and, and, and learning a new lifestyle and that. And she, she sounds like she's really enjoying herself. So, you know, really, really pleased for her. 
Absolutely, and if you get the chance to see the highlights, the header was an absolute brilliant yeah, goal. Yeah, she leaps really well, doesn't she? Stays up in the air. It's fantastic, but unfortunately, it's not even their best goal for Fiorentina that week. There was another, like, there's a left, I think it's a left, left-footed curled shot, and it's it hits the bar and in. It was oh, like, okay. I'll have to, I'll have to see that one. Yeah. As a free-all game, it was it was an incredible game yeah. compared to like the uh, the nine-nil from Leon. Yeah, but... it's a little, bit, <laughs> a little bit out wide. Yeah. Also, Blues duo Jess Carter and Haley Ladd have both been called up for their respective home nations. Carter could be in line for a first appearance for England against Bosnia and Herzegovina. Ladd, meanwhile, will make her 19th appearance for Wales if she starts for them against Kazakhstan later this month. And that's all for this week's show. Thanks to Lucy Quinn, Jess Carter and Mark Skinner, and of course to Chris Pugh. We have been listening to the Great Since 68 podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us as you receive the show every week as soon as it comes out. Just search for Dams and Part Dames on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio and any other podcast platform you use. If you prefer to listen through SoundCloud, be sure to give us a follow on there so you can get notified when a new episode is out. You can follow us at Twitter at GreatSince68 or for our personal accounts you can follow me at Craig Hadley with a double E. And Chris, how can they find you? Yeah, on Twitter uh, at AWCAIB. Thanks for listening everyone and remember, keep right on.